You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome to another episode of The Food Code. Today we are talking about a hot topic, especially in the summertime, and that is alcohol. Booze, booze cruise. (laughs) Speaking of alcohol, I feel slightly hungover all day, every day during this pregnancy. This baby is kicking my butt. I have an open jar of peanut butter next to me right now. I am yawning nonstop. I have a mild headache every day. And I have mild nausea, like zero appetite, but just want to eat crap. Like, yeah, your I was gonna say your food has been very like you're different. still really disciplined. I would yes. say yes. Luckily, I have such a routine that like I still eat eggs and oatmeal in the morning, and I still eat my like salad kits for lunch, and my snacks are pretty decent. But like, there's definitely more chips and sandwiches, and like I do not care if we eat out as much, especially because Nick and I are still moving right now. Yeah. It's just, I have, I don't want to eat. And it's, the heat doesn't help. I was going to say, the heat makes me want nothing hot. Ugh. Like, we grilled a bunch of chicken and um, turkey burgers when we got home from the lake this weekend. And I had to let them cool down. Like, I was like, I don't even <laughs> want to eat this. So then I made a big salad with the chicken chopped up. But I don't mind eating it leftover cold. Yeah, I just don't like to reheat it. So. Yeah. It's, uh... Anyways, so this is a topic that I came home and I was, like, on a rampage talking to Becca <laughs> about how people <laughs> think that their beer because it says it has two grams of carbs is only two grams of and carbs. all of a sudden it's like healthy it's for eight you. calories then <laughs> essentially right because we know that if you're tracking macros if it fits your macros right two grams of carbohydrates is eight calories the equivalent because a carb is then four how grams. can your beer be 120 calories right and so this is it's just a misconception yep. thing that you know it, this is the education piece a lot of people don't understand and you know if somebody's doing a keto diet and they're looking at their vodka and they're saying well i can have this because it's only you know two to three grams of carbohydrates and my total for the day needs to be less than 30 net carbs then they think they can have three or four of these vodka. Okay. Yeah. And also, first of all, if you're following keto or any other diet, I hope you're following it to become healthier. Yeah. And let's be honest, trying to squeeze alcohol into your healthy diet, we need to have a discussion, first of all. We are going to talk about how, yes, alcohol can be part of a healthy lifestyle in moderation. Mm-hmm. Excessive drinking is never advised. Um and, you know, Liz and I, I think, have both been on both sides of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Liz was talking about offline before getting on to the podcast about how this weekend she didn't really even have the urge to drink that mm-hmm. much. Um, and I've been in this situation a ton now, too. Like, obviously, I'm pregnant, so I'm not drinking very much. I have like a glass here and there if yeah. I feel like it. But I've been on both sides. I've been on the side of getting super drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've been on the side now where I just, I don't have the urge. Like no. there really is no benefit to me. Well, because you feel so good that yes. when you put, I mean, alcohol is a toxin, right? So essentially it's a poison. Mm-hmm. When you put that in your whole body does not function. It's like this no. huge ripple effect, right? Because if you yep. have, you know, like this is not just talking about a glass of wine with dinner. We're talking about if you've got a couple of drinks and you start to kind of feel, you know, a little tipsy 
and then you go to bed late. So your sleep routine is off and then you're waking up in the middle of the night, you're tossing and you're turning and then you don't feel great the next morning. So some mm-hmm. people are like hair of the dog. Let me have, you know, I'm not going to lie. Or had a beer Sunday morning. <laughs> I was like, the same way. Bloody well, Marys. Yeah. Bloody Mary, uh, whatever, like hair of the dog. And I totally understand that. And I'm not going to say that I haven't done that before or that I don't enjoy a Bloody Mary, you know, totally. But it just is this ripple effect because typically what happens if you're over consuming alcohol, then you're not making the best food choices and then yep. it's leading into the next day. So then you don't sleep as well. You're tired. You'd miss your workout. Mm-hmm. So now you're not burning you know the normal yes. calories that you would in the day and then you're making maybe not so great food choices the next oh. day because you don't feel as good gosh you know waking so it's like- up like at 11 a.m hungover <laughs> ordering pizza or like f- some fried foods from somewhere that was my entire early 20s oh like, yeah sunday fun day and you guys yeah i had some fun but now looking back on it like i do not choose that life anymore because i could do it like a day and i can't hang I oh my gosh. Hang. Like I gotta go. Bed. I go day drinking and I'm asleep by 3 p.m. <laughs> like and then if I try to drink at night, I'm asleep by 8 p.m. Like I have the Liz is opposite for me. I drink and I fall asleep. Liz get, drinks and she like gets more energy. This past weekend I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, but sometimes they do. Yeah. And having kids changes everything yeah. because you try taking care of a toddler hungover. No, thank you. Mm-mm. No amount of fun is worth that to me. Uh-huh. No amount of fun. No, I actually, we were in bed before midnight, both nights that we were gone. And then <laughs> I was awake because I just wake up every day at five. And mm-hmm. so I like to keep that routine. So I woke up at six and everybody's asleep. So I went outside. I got my towel and did a mm-hmm. workout on the deck. And then finally got art up at like seven. We went to the coffee shop. Yep. Um, you know, walked around town and it was like 10 o'clock and nobody was still awake, like around because, you know, they're all like boating and stuff, which it's great because, you know, there really does feel like vacation. Mm-hmm. I just can't sleep in. So my mind starts racing. And so I, I got know. up and then I started reading and that was nice. And, you know, just having coffee by yourself, that was great. But I just didn't have this desire of the way that I would have had you know, three or four years ago to go ham during the day yeah. and go out at night and stay up till three in the morning. Like that's just not what I like to do anymore. And so anyways, we just want to talk about, you know, what you can do if you are living a healthy lifestyle to moderate and enjoy a couple of your yep. beers or glass of wine or whatever now and then, um, and understand the impact that it has on the body. And I think when you understand the impact and the ripple effect here, it will all make a lot of sense. And yep. then maybe you will feel like, Hey, having this in moderation is great, but I don't need to go out and yeah. order crazy shots. They try to get me to do, I, I can't think of the name of it. Merlot. No, that's no, wine. that's a wine. Okay, it's this like awful alcohol that they were talking about. How Malort's. Malort's. Yep, it's a Chicago-based alcohol, and it tastes like gasoline. Okay, so they tried to get me to do it. That's what I've been told. Okay, so they tried to get me to do it. I dumped it over the railing, like because it was an outdoor patio. I've told people this all the time. You give me a shot, I will immediately throw up all over the bar. Like I, I cannot. I am that girl. I'm that white girl that cannot do shots. Like I gag, and it's like. It literally starts coming back up immediately. I can put down some tequila. I love tequila. Nope. But it's getting harder. Like, I do not have any... Even two years ago, let's get a bottle of tequila. Let's have a great Sunday fun day or, like, Saturday fun day. Now, I'm like, I don't know if I can stomach that. I have it in me, like, once a year. Yeah. Once a year, get me to Vegas. Let's do a pool party day. I'll drink some vodka lemonades. Call it... That's when I remember why I don't drink the rest of the that's 12 months of the year. Yes. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> what happens... When we consume alcohol, kind of what happens within the body? So here's the bottom line. Human beings do not digest alcohol effectively or efficiently. Nope. Okay. 
Alcohol is a toxin. Hopefully we all know that by now. Um, and our bodies basically work to actively excrete it immediately. So as soon as alcohol enters, enters the body, it is kind of a complex multi-stage process, but our body removes it mostly through the liver and the kidneys, not the intestines like normal digestion mm-hmm. of food. And so alcohol is almost never fully metabolized. Rather, it's excreted as an acetic acid because it's a toxin. And this implies that we're getting far less obviously nutrient value from alcohol than other foods that we consume. So that is the kind of empty calories saying that people talk about. Alcohol is technically seven calories per gram. If you're wondering about the math. Yeah. There's some people out there that call it like the fourth macronutrient. And you know, there's coaches that will tell you that you should count it as carbs. There's coaches that will tell you count it as just calories. And there's coaches that tell you to count it as fats. Yep. At the end of the day, if your goal is, is anything to do with weight loss. One, you shouldn't be drinking excessively like in general, but especially if you are in a cut phase, Mm -hmm. um, because all calories matter, whether you want to count it as a carbohydrate or you want to count it as a fat or as a fourth macronutrient here of seven calories per gram as an alcohol, it, it it still counts. It's calories. (laughs) Two grams of carbohydrates, but a hundred calories, like you still count the hundred calories. Yes, exactly. So, the problem is that when we consume alcohol and our body's trying to remove it immediately, it kind of halts the digestive process of everything else that you have in your system. So like all other food you've eaten recently, um, this is where it tends to cause fat gain mm-hmm. and fat storage a little bit easier because we tend to eat not the greatest things when we consume alcohol. Absolutely. You get going, you're inhibitions loosen up you're feeling good you're like man that pizza sounds really good even though you had and i'm not gonna lie this is really embarrassing but back in our like party days we would go out for date night we'd have a nice steak we'd share a salad you know we eat pretty healthy and good and then after a couple of tequila drinks it's like 11 12 o'clock we're like hmm let's get some tacos oh you know like dude i used to house we would go to McDonald's and then Taco Bell in college. Like it was two drive throughs at 2 a.m. I would probably take down over a thousand calories. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's and I'm so, not proud of it. OK, yeah. but anyways, the, one of the reasons being is that alcohol actually doesn't provide satiety. Like mm-hmm. you don't I mean, some people get bloated with beer, but that's not really fullness. That's more of a bloat. Right. Um, you feel full, but it actually ramps up hunger signals, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of us tend to. With loose inhibitions, overconsume, and you want those greasy foods, that whole idea of soaking up the alcohol mm, concept. I used, also to, I used to lean on that all the time. I need to soak up the alcohol so I'm not hungover tomorrow. And it never worked. No, right? it never so, worked. So, I mean, it's not necessarily the alcohol that's bad. It's the calories that are consumed with the alcohol. And then as far as gaining weight, that's the excess calories, right? Totally. So what I would recommend, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, is if you are going to drink, alternate with a non-alcoholic zero yep. calorie beverage, right? Yep. So drinking water, um, you know, maybe bringing some sparkling water. I brought a bunch of by fives and sparkling waters with us. I even brought some kombuchas with mm-hmm. us this weekend. So I kind of rotated through, um, never really feeling that like tipsy feeling yep. um, until we went out on Saturday night and then they were trying to get me to take that shot. And I was like, <laughs> not going to happen. But <laughs> anyways, so doing those two things are very important, staying hydrated and then eating before you start drinking. Because if you eat before you start drinking, you kind of, you know, your body is still working through that food and digesting yep. that food, number one. But number two, you are satiated. And so you're less likely to face plant into these foods unless you're going out like an all night bender. That's kind of a different story. Right. And I know some people like I remember I had a girlfriend in college. She was very mindful and aware of her 
desire to consume bad foods at nighttime. Yep. And so she would eat a, a can of green beans. <gasps> that was like her thing while everybody else was ordering like pizza and pokey sticks. So, you know, kudos to her. But, you know, plan ahead. Like, yep. you know that that is something that tends to happen when you're around certain groups of people or you're going to have this, you know, let's call it a planned deviation. Mm-hmm. Just try to have maybe some healthier things that you can snack on. Maybe like some crackers and cheese yep. or like some, you know, fresh fruit or like make yourself a sandwich while everyone's eating pizza. You can save a ton of calories with like a couple slices of whole wheat bread and some deli turkey and a big old sandwich compared to a couple slices of pizza. Yeah. Um, so just some ideas. So another problem with alcohol is that it decreases nutrient status. So we're going to kind of cover the issues we talked about in the beginning about how calories are calories. Like if you stay within calories and we're going to cover this at the end, if you stay within calories, alcohol shouldn't have that negative an effect, but it's still not healthy. So we need to go through the reasons that alcohol can become a problem if it's taken in consistently, even in moderation, it can start to hinder your progress. So um, like I said, it decreases nutrient status. So it actually starts to deplete things like vitamin B12, zinc, and folate in women and in men. Mm -hmm. And so you're decreasing levels of nutrients that your body needs to thrive and for all of you chronic dieters out there that have, you know, adrenal health issues or metabolic, metabolic issues, Vitamin B12 is a big one for females to Mm -hmm. be deficient in, and then you're making it worse with alcohol. Yep. So another thing that you just got to consider with alcohol intake. And then we look at heavy alcohol, right? Um, If we are drinking it, even in moderation, but we're doing it daily or, you know, too often, it can decrease your testosterone and increase estrogen. So a lot of times when you see men with the big beer belly, Mm -hmm. that's because they have likely, you know consumed a lot of alcohol over their time or the man boobies <laughs> the man boobies yep high estrogen <laughs> decrease <laughs> decrease their testosterone and that is already naturally occurring for men um after i think it's the age of 20 or 21 that you know testosterone slowly starts to take a dip each year so if you're consuming a lot of beer or whiskey on top of that and your testosterone is going down 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 that alcohol is just not supporting you yep so the next thing is that alcohol impacts blood sugar control so research has shown that it may promote insulin resistance by impairing insulin signaling in the hypothalamus so the hypothalamus is a part of the brain that regulates numerous physiological functions including hormonal balance and blood sugar control so it kind of consistent use of alcohol can turn us to a place where our body is not processing carbohydrates very well. And, you know, alcohol can act kind of like a sugar in the body sometimes with how our body utilizes it. So having poor blood sugar control on top of intaking alcohol, is kind of like a, a problem from two ways. Mm-hmm. So another issue to be considering. Yep. Uh, the next thing is that it disrupts your gut microbiota and intestinal barrier. So it decreases beneficial gut bacteria. So again, going back to the point here that alcohol is a toxin. Um, and so it is not beneficial. It's not promoting healthy gut flora. Okay. Um, it actually promotes the growth of harmful bacteria and oral bacteria, harmful oral bacteria. Um, At the same time, it can increase the permeability of the intestinal barrier to endotoxin, a pro-inflammatory bacterial byproduct. And so this is kind of correlated to, if you've ever heard of leaky gut, Mm -hmm. um, when you have things that are disrupting your barriers and, you know, creating these small holes, like I always give the example, if you were ever to shave the center of your eyebrows with like an actual razor, because you didn't have tweezers and you get that little cut. Um, that's what happens in your lining, the lining of your gut. Yep. And that's 
what allows the bad bacteria to seep out into your bloodstream, thus causing more inflammation. Yep. So if you're somebody who is eating foods that you have sensitivities to, for a lot of people, this is found with gluten. Um, that is creating these little nicks in the lining of your gut. That's allowing the bad bacteria to seep out to the bloodstream. And then you feel puffy, you feel inflamed, and you add alcohol on top of this. This is just a recipe for waking up like a stuffed sausage. Yep. It also bogs down the detox pathway. So obviously, alcohol becomes the number one thing the body's trying to remove and excrete when it's consumed. So your detox system is kind of overoccupied with the alcohol and it decreases glutathione. So glutathione is your body's premier antioxidant and it's an important cofactor in a ton of detoxification pathways. So detoxification is how we excrete excess hormones from the system too. So for females especially, a big problem, you know, if you're not going to the bathroom regularly, um, if you are struggling with weight loss, a lot of times you notice and see these cases also having high levels of estrogen. Mm -hmm. And when we are not detoxing that excess estrogen, it recirculates throughout the body. Mm -hmm. And this can cause hormonal imbalances. And so totally. Yep. Yep. And so this is a big problem. You know, if your body's already struggling to detox things, adding alcohol to the mix is only going to make it worse. Yeah. And, you know, I would add here, especially for people who are in menopause and their hormones are all over the place. It's really important to moderate alcohol. It's not that you have to completely abstain, but you know, in the research that we've done and talks with our mentors in different case studies, you know, maybe having two to three drinks maximum a week for somebody who is already struggling with hormonal imbalance is, you know, what we would suggest. So the last thing here, and certainly not least, is that it impairs sleep. So alcohol intake decreases the restorative quality of our sleep. So we know that when we drink alcohol, if you've, you know, overconsumed, it's easy for you to kind of feel like, you know, you fall asleep easy because you pass out. Yep. Um, but this is more of an alcohol induced sleep, which is like, an, more like anesthesia, right? Yep. Just like knocked you out. However, your body goes through that detoxification process between one and three in the morning. And so a lot of people find themselves waking up, you know, in between those hours. And this can even be happening if it's only one or two drinks, but you find yourself waking up every night between one and three. That's when your body's going through that detoxification process and it sends a wake signal. So that will disrupt and impair your sleep. Um, and then there's other studies that have shown that your lo- your heart rate actually drops. So you have a low yep. heart rate variability. I can see this on my aura ring. I've watched mm-hmm. that this weekend. This is my whoop too. Yep. Um, and it suppresses your restorative REM sleep. So we go through multiple cycles of sleep at nighttime. And the most important for us to get quality sleep is getting into REM sleep and deep sleep. Yep. Yep. And it's almost impossible to get the amount that you need after consuming so much alcohol. And this is also why it makes people, you know, sleep in the next morning. Like mm-hmm. they feel like they, they feel like they can't get rested sleep. Yeah. Totally. And they can't wake up. They're so tired. You know, yeah. they're sleeping until noon. Wasting taking naps nothing. later in the day. Yeah. Like it is not restful sleep. And then of course, that's a trickle effect of poor sleep leading to high cortisol levels, more hunger, cravings, all that kind of stuff you experience the Skipping day after workouts. a bender. Totally. Um, so as you can see, there's way more negative impacts than what we listed here but these are kind of the big hitter ones that tend to have a large trickle effect to you know weight gain body composition changes in a negative way um so alcohol just it doesn't have a huge place in terms of improving body composition and your health so the bottom line you can include it it can be a part of a lifestyle which is what we preach here all the time in moderation as long as alcohol is included in your calories so 
you know, if you're tracking it in my fitness pal or something like that, just making sure that you're staying within a normal, adequate level of calories for yourself and a balanced intake of the day, you know, it shouldn't cause many negative side effects in terms of your weight, in terms of your body composition, in terms of your progress. It is when, you know, we choose to not track, have five to six drinks on top of all of our meals, and then we're in excess, you know, 500 plus calories for the day. If you're in excess calories from anything, you know, obviously you're not going to be making the progress that you want towards your goals. Alcohol is, you know, empty calories, as people say, it's not free calories. So, so the way that I typically, typically plan for weekends where I know that I want to have, you know, a couple of glasses, maybe three or four drinks. What I typically do is number one, I wake up, I eat a normal breakfast and I get my workout in. Mm -hmm. I usually have a big bowl of vegetables with protein for lunch. So maybe a salad, you know, with chicken and adequate protein, not like three ounces. (laughs) Um, You want protein throughout the day because that's going to keep you satiated. Plus you're not going to be getting enough in, you know, later on in, in the evening. And then I try to eat before I start drinking. I know Becca has, you like to have it and I do like to have it with my steak. I like to cut it off. Like I like to have, I'm more of a you know, I need a line in the sand. So I decide to have a drink or two before dinner and then I cut it off as soon as my dinner comes. Yeah. And that's like my stopping point. Um, and so, you know, I also challenge people and cause I'm someone that I'm competitive. I like to challenge myself and see if I can stick to something. I challenge myself to like, I'm only going to have three drinks and then I see if I can stick to it. Um, and so it kind of makes you have a little bit more of an internal conversation, Creating those of, boundaries. you know, do I really need more than three? Like that's how much I told myself I was going to have, you know, is it really worth it? Sometimes it's worth it guys. Sometimes you're having fun. Sometimes it's a special occasion. You're seeing people you haven't seen in forever, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's just a random Saturday night that you're at home. And are you really enjoying it? You know, some people are like, well, it helps me fall asleep. It helps me de-stress and things like that. Well, if you need to rely on, on alcohol to de-stress, we need to take a look at, you know, the emotional side of things and other ways to de-stress in a healthier manner, because that's not healthy or going to help you reach your goals. Um, if you are doing that every other night or every weekend. And so, you know, if I am going to have three or four drinks, or I know I'm going to be drinking more than usual, I always try to eat beforehand. Um, and then if I am going to have a snack while I I'm drinking, I do try to make it very high protein. So I'll do like hummus. Um, I love to have just like uh, sliced turkey or yep. sliced, you yep. know, roast beef, things like that, that I can snack on little chicken bites or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or some healthier alternatives to chips. So I'll yes. usually do like sweet potato crackers, things like that. If I'm, you know, hosting, I just, I like to be at home and have drinks more than I like to go out to the bars yeah. these days. So I'm in control of what I have around the house for mm-hmm. snacks. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully I'm not impaired to the point that I'm like, Oh, let's order this pizza. We haven't done that in a couple of years, but when we did that before, it did not help with our goals at all. And so we, we get it. You're going to have those nights. Right. And I just want to wrap this up here before we go into the best drink options about how to come out of this. So if you've had a night or you've had a holiday weekend where you have overconsumed, what do you do the next day? Yeah. Do not starve. Do not punish your body with excessive exercise just eat normally. Yep. Drink extra water. That is my number one. Mm -hmm. 
get in nutrient dense foods. If you really want to feel better, guys, try doing less processed foods for a couple of days. It will help reduce inflammation. You'll just feel better. It'll help get your digestion back on track because alcohol can mess all that up. Mm-hmm. Like some people go to the bathroom a lot more after alcohol. It tends to constipate me. Well, and so. then people get really excited the next morning because they're dehydrated. They get on the scale. Oh yeah. And they weigh less. And they're like, oh, I'm down two pounds. And then they get pissed on Tuesday when they're up from their weight. Like you know, way more, more. Yeah. because your body's trying to re-regulate itself. Yeah. Totally. And that's done. That's happened to me so many times. Um, but yeah, like Liz was saying, the day after, get back on track. Drink a ton of water. Do things that are going to move your body. Sometimes it helps to sweat it out a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. get out those it. toxins. <laughs> Suffer through You'll it. feel better afterwards. Sometimes that's the only thing that helps me feel better. Yeah. Um, Take a nap. Get yeah. extra sleep, yep. you know, because we talked about your sleep is going to be impaired. The quality of sleep, even if you were sleeping in and you're in bed for nine or ten hours, you may have only gotten six and a half to seven hours of quality mm-hmm. sleep and you'll feel it. You'll feel if you're tired. So you know, make it a point to go to bed extra early and just rest. Yes. So if you want to enjoy some drinks, let's talk about the fun. Let's talk about what drinks we recommend, um, for you to enjoy. That might be a little bit better of an option. Yes. So, uh, I have talked about this before. It's called crook and marker. It is an organic seltzer, sparkling water Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, but it's made from quinoa, amaranth, and there's another grain, but it's organic grain. No stevia or any like artificial stuff that's in it. Actually, I take that back. I think it's made with stevia. No other like artificial ingredients. And so it tastes way better than Truly or White Claw. Yep. Um, It's hard to find, but they're about 80 calories per can. And I actually like it enough that you can mix it with a sparkling water if you wanted to extend like the volume Mm -hmm. of the drink. Uh, And then you all know, if you've listened to us for a while, we're wine girls. We love our wine. Love our wine. I like wine because I tend to drink it a lot slower. Um, I sip it versus like chug it like I would maybe a beer or Mm -hmm. a mixed drink sometimes. Um, So I enjoy usually a five ounce pour is about 120 calories for most wines, um, 120 to 150 calories. So just what I recommend is if you've never seen a five ounce pour, get your food scale out. Four or five ounces of wine. It might be less than you it's think it is. <laughs> it's disappointing. It's <laughs> disappointing. Add some ice to it. It'll increase the volume. Um, and then if you are doing mixed drinks, obviously just be careful of what you're mixing with. Yeah. So alcohol is about one shot is about 90 calories and most hard alcohol. So one ounce of alcohol yep. is about 90 calories. So if you can, you know, do that with, I like to do um, lemonade. So I'll do like the simply five calorie lemonade or I'll do vitamin water lemonade. Um, I like vodka lemonades a lot. That's kind of my favorite one to do. You can make your own margarita with um, some spindrift lime mm-hmm. flavored uh, sparkling water, you know, like a dash of agave and some tequila. Um, Delicious. Y- you could find some diet ginger beer, make yourself a Moscow mule mm-hmm. with that and some lemon juice. Um, So if you are at home or if you are bringing your alcohol to the parties, um, try to find some good, you know, zero low calorie mixers that you can do with the alcohol. And if you really want to drink slow, make that drink strong because that is what keeps me from drinking it very fast. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully you don't land on your ass though. But it's it's really just about making smarter decisions. And, you know, again, we know that some people enjoy beers. We like beers too. You know, Mm -hmm. I I I love love good good beers, good summer beer, but it is really, really um, easy to throw down a few and get higher alcohol, higher calories. Yeah. Especially just if you're doing like IPAs and totally, shandies and stuff totally. like that. So just be mindful of that. If you are a beer drinker, you know, definitely we would say try to stick with your lower calorie 
Maybe the ones that say they're only two carbohydrates. Two grams of carbs, whatever it Make is. Make yourself feel better by that. That's fine. It still counts as 80 calories <laughs> or 90 <laughs> calories. So, but, you know, pick some of these lighter options instead of the real heavy or really sugary stuff. Yep. So if you were to look up, you know, margaritas at a restaurant, mm-hmm. especially if you're you know, getting a frozen one. 400, calories. That stuff is dense, guys. Tons That's like a meal. Sugar. It's yep. so dense. So usually if I'm getting a margarita at a, at a restaurant, I, I'm knowing that they're usually using like all natural stuff it says the ingredients on there um and then something else that helps me at least especially honestly when i was really trying to battle because i went through a period where when i would drink i would drink like it was if i decided i was going to drink it was going to be getting drunk um because otherwise the calories i didn't want to waste them and so um what helped me was kind of timing myself i would set a timer i would you know at one drink every 45 minutes um every 30 to 45 minutes depending on what i was you know shooting for in terms of the amount of alcohol um so whatever you need to do to help you moderate it get a friend keep you accountable you know be the person that recommends like they'll be the offering to drive mm-hmm. so you only have one maybe two drinks across the span of a few hours yep. um, whatever you need to do and maybe sometimes people need to just remove themselves from the situations yep. um, if you really are struggling with you know moderating uh, in tempting tempting situations sometimes it's better to just remove yourself yep. from it and so, just, or just draw a line in the sand and yep. say hey I'm not having any alcohol yep. between this day and this day yeah. you know I know I've talked about this before on the podcast when our basement flooded and it's quarantine and high stress it was like okay we are drinking way too much wine you know we don't need to be doing this and so we just drew a line in the sand yeah and we said hey we're done until you know birthday or an event that is like worth it uh for us to Mm -hmm. consume because it was just not being done in moderation yeah and so if you're in that place where you need to draw a line in the sand that's okay too. I think that there are seasons of time that people should do that. Uh, and you will recognize very quickly how awesome your sleep is, how much, you know, how much better your digestion is and just overall the energy that you have and Mm -hmm. how good that you feel. Because as much as I love wine, as much as I love a good time, it still leaves you feeling way less optimal than if you Mm -hmm. were just to, you know, stick with no alcohol. So with that, we hope this is educational. We hope that helps you and make better choices this weekend. Happy Friday. Have a great day. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.